I had so much time to reflect on my whole life after Francesco passed away. Once he passed and I put social media down and I just kind of like finally took time to myself, like for the first time, I feel like ever, like I've never sat down and like put life aside just for like a period of time, maybe even a day to just like sit down and catch up with myself. I really thought a lot about Francesco and I's relationship and I was just like, damn, like now that I see the situation for what it is, because when you you look back, you're able to be finally an outsider in your own situation and you see things more clearly. And I was just like, damn, I would have done so many things differently. I wish I can go back in time. So I have six things here that I want to talk about that I wish I did differently in my relationship with him and what I'm going to be carrying with me for the future, like what I learned from this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number one, I told you guys this already, Francesco and I would have times where we were not together. We'd be in a relationship and it was very clear that the relationship just was not working out. So we would go our separate ways. While we were not together, I really wanted to know what he was doing while he was single. Like, how many girls was he getting with? Was he having sex? What parties was he at? Who was he talking to? Who's he following on Instagram? I was very involved in, frankly, something that just wasn't my business. He was single. I was single. He was allowed to do what he wanted and vice versa. And when we would get back together, I would remember, you know, getting back together with someone is already a whole project in itself. But sitting down and just saying, you know, what did you do during your time single? And is there things that you've learned that you want me to incorporate in our relationship as a girlfriend and you know, really trying to better the relationship. That's the goal of getting back together. What can we do differently this time? But other parts of me was like, while we're on the subject of, you know, what you did while you were single and what you learned, I also would love to know how many girls did you uh, get with? And as I would ask that question to him, I knew I did not want to know the answer. It's like I'm asking a question to get myself hurt because as I'm like blurting out the words, who did you get with? Who did you have sex with? I feel like my stomach dropping to my ass. Like I already want to puke on the floor type of shit. And I'm like, as I'm asking the question, I'm like, I feel like shit already. Like, why did I ask? And it's like we ask ourselves questions that look literally right now. I feel it. we ask ourselves questions that do we really want to know the answer to? Or is it our ego? Is it us wanting to be in control? It didn't really do anything for our relationship, me knowing that information and him knowing that information, besides simply just putting a damper on it. Because there would be times that I would get mad at him and I would be like, oh, why don't you ask so-and-so to help you with that? Like a girl that he got with while we were not together. And he's like, why are you bringing that up? And he would do the same thing. And it was like this 
immature thing that I realized. Why did I, why do I know this? <laughs> I could have lived my life not needing to know this. It didn't do anything for me. And for my future, I just won't ask questions that I don't need to know the answers to. I won't feed my ego that. When I go on dates in the future, I'm not going to ask a man what his past is about. How many girls that he dated? I don't know. How many girls have he had sex with? Like his past relationship drama? Like, I'm not going to ask. And you might be thinking, why wouldn't you ask? Like, that's how you're going to get to know him the best. Not really. No. I don't want to know somebody that I'm on a date with. I don't want to get to know him based off of his past. I want to experience him for myself. I don't want to know, I heard this rumor and I'm going based off of other people. I just want to know what I know, what I experience with him. That's it. I feel like when you hear about their past, and this is just something I personally want to do for my future, it kind of just alters the way that I look at them and I just want to know it for myself. I trust myself. I got good judgment on people. So if the guy is not a good guy, I'm going to know with or without his past information. I'm going to figure that out on my own. I trust my instincts. Number two, Francesco and I would get into arguments where we would have these screaming matches and, you know, the goal is when you're, you're in a fight with someone, you want them to understand you and they want you to understand them. So now you got these two people that are thick-headed, stubborn, only want to be heard and you guys are arguing back and forth and the conversation's going nowhere, Right? You're wasting your time screaming at each other to the point that you start saying things that you don't mean. You start wanting to hurt each other because you're on de defense. Like, oh, you don't want to hear me, so I'm going to tell you something mean about you to just make you feel like shit. Why do we have to get there? <laughs> like, you end up saying all these things that you don't mean when it's like the heat of the moment. And then you go home at night and you're like, damn, I'm an asshole. Why did I say all that? It's like you, you regret it. And it's like, again, why do we allow the fights to get so heated? There was this one time that me and Francesco got in a fight. And I'm laughing now because I remember him and I even laughed about it that same day after it happened. We got into this big fight and he went to punch the door. He broke his hand. For what? I don't even remember what the fight was about. For a fight that he was going to forget about in two minutes? That, that's what, now you're going to walk around in a cast for five months, your whole summer, trying to swim in the water with a cast because of what? It's stupid. For my future, this is how it's going to go. And this is what I wish I did with Francesco. We're in a fight. If I'm recognizing that we're going on and on and on and we're, go we're getting nowhere, I'm going to say, hey, you've been talking, screaming for a half hour. So have I. We're getting nowhere. I don't want to waste your time and I definitely don't want to waste mine. I'm going to take an hour for myself to just kind of, you know, disconnect from this for a second. Maybe I'll go to the gym, run off my anger. Maybe I'll read a book. Maybe I'll watch a movie. You go do the same thing. And in a couple hours, we'll reconnect and we'll try this whole communication thing again. But right now, you're not being heard. I'm not being heard. We're wasting each other's time. That's it. I'm not in a position to want to keep going on and on with you. And then start saying shit that I didn't mean. I'm not doing it no more. And you shouldn't either. Number three. I really wish Francesco and I understood that every single human, every individual has their own personal needs 
and has their own specific love language. It is such a big problem, and this is something that I recently recognized looking back and reflecting, when you guys don't understand this concept. Because I'm going to give you a perfect example. Francesco's love language was just giving you all his time, his affection, his love. He just wanted to be around you 24-7. He adored me. And for me, my love language was I love to surprise him and like show up to his house with a coffee or, you know, do cute things. But I did not like to be around 24-7 like he liked to be with me. I grew up as an only child. I'm used to time by myself. Francesco grew up with a big family, so he was never really used to having time by himself. So this was his norm. And that was his way of showing me like, hey, I love you, so I want to give you all my time. And my way of showing him I love you was, hey, I don't love to spend all this time, but I still love you the same, but here's what I do. And because we had this different love language, we were clashing because he's like, well, my way of showing love is being around her 24-7. So if she's not doing it back, that means she doesn't love me the same. And I was like, well, if he's not surprising me and doing little acts of services, and does that mean so he doesn't love me? And it was like this silly miscommunication where I wish I could just sit down with him and be like, hey, it all makes sense now. You love me just as much as I love you. And the way that you show it is you just want to give me all your love. And I want you to know that the way I show it is I just want to show up and give you and do everything I can for you. And we love each other the same. We just show it differently. And that's okay. With Francesco wanting me around I was try- and, and telling me that that's my way of showing love. And if I'm not a- wanting to be around him 24-7, that means I don't love him the same. So for a while, I was spending all my time with him and I'm like, oh my God, like I want him to know that I love him. So I need to give him that, that, that time. And what ended up happening was I was resenting him in a way because I'm like, I don't have that time to myself and it's not healthy. It's not healthy to the point where I'm like, I don't like the way you tie your shoes. You tie them funny. Like that's what happens when you get, you know, you don't have that time to yourself. You get sick of someone. It's human nature. I'm, I'm, I'm yelling at him because he's tying his shoes funny for what? Because, you know, like, it was really silly, and all it took was just taking a step back and giving our situation some more thought, and if we just came together and communicated and understood each other, we would have been in such a better place. And for my future, I want to make sure that I'm really acknowledging how that person's going to show up for me, and I'm going to make sure that that person knows how I'm going to show up for them. And I want that to be very clear. Number four, the iconic, pretending that you or actually convincing yourself that you forgave your partner for something that they did that upset you when you really didn't. Let me give you an example. One time Francesco and I got into an argument, again, all the arguments, um, and you say things you don't mean, so he's like, um, he said something like, you're good for nothing, and I'm like, Oh, I'm good for nothing. Really? Okay, I'm good for nothing. And I didn't say anything to him in a moment. I kind of just took the hit. It really bothered me. He had no idea that comment bothered me, right? I let it go in my head. I thought I got over it. Four months later, he's like, hey, babe, can you go and get me the butter from the refrigerator? I'm sorry. I thought I was good for nothing. 
Huh? How you like that? No, I can't get the butter. He's like, what the hell? Where did that come from? He was like so confused. And I'm thinking in my head, like, damn, I held on to that for four months. Like it just comes out. We dig at the person because we're not properly communicating. And something that I learned is no communication is better than bad communication. And me communicating with him that his comment from four months ago bothered me in a way of a dig is not good communication. I didn't even know, again, that I was lingering on something that serious. And I just want to say that we need to do a better job at recognizing when we're holding anger in towards the person. Let's say in your relationship, your boyfriend lied to you. That can really ruin your trust. Fair. You know, now you're like, listen, like you lied. I don't really know if I can trust you. And you say to yourself, you know what? Like in the back of your head, you're like, I'm just going to forgive him because it's not worth. I don't want to break up with him. I love him, which is fair. However, if you are going to commit to forgiving them for that lie, you cannot go back into the relationship not trusting them because of the lie. That means that you did not heal and you actually don't forgive them. Don't be the person that convinces themselves they forgave someone for something when they did it. It's not fair to your partner. It's not fair to you. It's not, it's not a good place to be in. If you're going to take your person back, if they've done something to hurt you or they lied or maybe they said something that bothered you, you need to like sit with yourself when they say it. Decide, am I going to leave this person? You know, we weigh out your options or am I going to forgive him and heal from it? You got to do some inner work like, okay, he did this thing to me. He lied, for example. I'm sitting with it. I need to find it in my heart to really let this go. I don't want this inside of me anymore. I don't want to think about it. I forgive this person. I am going back into this knowing or not assuming that he's going to lie to me again because I'm forgiving him. And that is what I'm going to make sure that I do in my future. When I say I forgive you, I forgive you and I mean it. Number five, here's a little quote for you. We date people for who we hope they become rather than who they are. Let me give you an example. With Francesco, he liked to smoke. And I had an issue not with the smoking, more of the idea of addiction. The idea of addiction just bugs me out. I come from some addiction issues in my family, and it's just something that's triggering for me. So I would tell him, like, look, I really don't like this, and I want you to quit. And he, you know, would say, I don't know about that. This is something that I really love. And I'm like, well, you need to. So he would say to me, okay, fine. Like, I'll change for you. Whenever they say, I'll change this for you, red flag. That's how you know that this is not going to go right. Because either A, they're going to change for you and maybe they will actually stop, but they're going to resent you for making them change something that they did not want to change about themselves. Or B, they're not going to change it. They're going to tell you that they're changing it, but they're just going to go do it behind your back. And now you have this relationship where you think, where you know nothing about your person. Neither of them sound healthy. So my advice to you is that when you recognize that you're begging somebody to change something about themselves, 
that is very clear that they don't want to change. That's why you keep having the same conversation. It's time that you sit down with yourself and say, hey, I can't change this person. So either I'm okay with who they are and I accept them and I just want to be with them because I love them for them and it's just not worth the breakup or B, this person's not willing to change this and I'm not okay with that so I'm going to leave this relationship. It is way healthier to pick up and leave than to stay around with someone and try to force them to be someone that they're not. It's it's not fair to them. It's not fair to you. You're not somebody's life coach when you're dating them like yes obviously the goal is to bring out the better side of them and you want to help guide them and yes absolutely I loved me and Francesco build each other completely but what I'm saying is when it comes to just certain things like to the core of who the person is you don't want to alter that it's not fair and in my future I'm going to love the person for who they are if I have a problem with something I will communicate it with them And if they tell me, hey, listen, this is something that I'm not really willing to change. I'm going to take it to myself because now this is no longer a conversation with me and that person. This is a conversation with just me where I got to say, am I okay with this or do I need to leave? Either way, it's fair. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And last but not least, number six. Put the phone down. Put the phone down. Put the phone down. I keep saying it over and over because, wow, did I spend so much time on my phone. And if I knew that my boyfriend was not going to be here much longer, I would have done things so much differently. Why does it take for that for us to want to fix these things? Don't make my mistake. Put your phone down. I was out at a restaurant the other day. There was this couple in a booth. Both of them. They're sitting across from each other. They're both on their phones texting. Just they're not even acknowledging each other. That's the generation that we're in. And by the way, I'm saying I'm also a part of the problem. You know, I'm work. I'm actively working on this because that is something that I will not be taking with me in my future. I do not want to be an addict for social media for my phone anymore. It, It took so much time away from me and Francesco. It was a problem in our relationship because he hated that. We'd wake up in the morning. We'd have a sleepover. He'd be like, good morning, babe. And I would just go to grab my phone. I'm already texting. I didn't even say good morning to him yet. That's that's not normal. That's not the person that I want to be. And he would say, Caitlin, like, you didn't even say good morning to me. You already have your phone in your hand. And it made him feel like shit. It's like, am I not enough? And that wasn't the case at all. I was just addicted. It's not the person I want to be. There's so much in front of us. There's There's so much love to give to your person. And just be in that moment. Because, number one, again, you really don't know when it's your last day. And number two, it just takes away, like, the spark of the relationship. It's like telling the person, like, hey, I'm bored of you. You know, and, like, I'd rather text it's or be on social media. Like, it's just, it ruins it. It ruins 
it ruins the the relationship it ruins the chemistry it takes that spark away it makes you so comfortable with your person where you're just like oh like hey what's up another day like that's not the vibe I don't want to see the person that I'm in love with and just say hey another day no I want to say I'm so happy to see you like another day let's kill it together like that energy that the phone it just sucks it all out of you they always say that when we first go into a relationship it's called like the honeymoon stage and yes when you first start dating someone of course there's going to be you know so much effort being done and it's so exciting but Who's to say that the honeymoon stage ever really ever needs to end? Shouldn't be like that. I think that we should find those moments to surprise each other and spark up the relationship and have those moments to just be in that honeymoon stage forever. I don't know. That's just a thought. And I think that it really is possible. And it just starts with getting off the phone. There's so many things here that I really see now for what it is. You know, if I was able to do this podcast episode just to say and he was still here, like me and Francesco would have been in such a healthier relationship with just, I mean, there's so many more, but just six solid ideas. I just wish that we gave ourselves enough time to take a step back and be the outsider in our own world and really give it that effort. Because sometimes when you're in your relationship and shit's just going so bad and so left and you're like damn like I lost control and I give up don't give up if you want to be with that person don't give up take that extra step sit down with yourself really try to understand like what's going on like if you want to ask a friend for their opinion and explain it that's fine I say sometimes that can be dangerous because sometimes people do move with motives but I really think you could find the answers with just you you sit down you listen to each other and if you guys want to make it work, you can. Sometimes we feel like it's too late, like everything is just all messed up. And just know for as long as you guys are still together and you're still committing to each other and you're still waking up every day and trying, it's never too late. 